Hi, this is Christopher Lewis, and welcome to Dating Intelligence, the podcast where we give relationship advice from dating to marriage and everything else in between, and always with the goal of helping you to continuously be the best you of all times. So if you're looking for real life and honest information to help you navigate your relationships, we've got you covered. we got you covered. Ooh, ooh, chicka, chicka, <laughs> ooh, ooh. Yes, we do. Hey, Jamie, what's up, girl? Chris came off the plane today, <laughs> literally like a child. This is how he was walking. <laughs> I totally was. And I'm like, what I'm just fuck? like, I'm, I'm out of it. I have no sleep, guys. I just got back from Coachella weekend in Palm Springs, and we went to Neon Carnival, and it was like a fucking blast. And I'm still kind of reeling from the weekend. I mean, I think I was up for three days in a row. Did I mean, you sleep I, at all? I, I laid down a few times, but that was really about it. I mean, we were full force from sun, Friday all the way through mm-hmm. Sunday. I got home at 5 p.m. I think I was in bed by 7 p.m. that night. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it was a long weekend. So I, I do it up. I do it all up all the time. You I know. know. Nonstop. I haven't so. really seen the side of you, though, because <laughs> when we go out, usually I'm in charge. And That's I'm like, true. I'm ready to go. It's, and I follow right behind her as much as I can, too. And I like that. But this weekend, I was like, there's no one to tell me I have to go anywhere. I'm going to stay out as long as I can. And I did. <sighs> Even my girlfriend was just like, are we staying out long? I go, uh, yeah, we are. I don't have anywhere to be. What do you got to do? Jamie's not here. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But then when on the way home, I was like, man, I wish I would have had my Jamie because I need to go to bed and get some rest. Mm. Um, so that was that week. So that's why you saw me walking up from the airplane this morning and just okay. kind of looking like a child with my hands down. Yeah, if, uh, yeah. it was so cute. It was a cute Chris. <laughs> All right, what's going on with you? Anything? Uh, you know, no, I'm going to, no. Okay. Really. Yeah. This, All right. Is, uh, you, know, you had, Easter you had weekend. no cello weekend, basically? I had no cello. Yeah. I had um, my... Uh, Godfather passed away, so yeah, well, it was it was like a heavy weekend for me. So and on Easter, on top of that, yeah, yeah. it was um, yeah, and his birthday, so it was ugh, it was a little um, uncomfortable. Well, I'm sorry about that, and it's you okay. know, my condolences and my heart's out to you and your family for Thank sure. You. So, um, your kids okay? Yeah, the girls okay. are amazing. Okay. Um, yeah, I think I have one moving home, which is going to be so weird for me because (laughs) I've had my house to myself for four years. So I'm like, Ooh, what am I going to do? Like, do I have to buy groceries now? I'm going to have to cook. Oh, speaking of groceries, did you replace your daughter's uh, protein bars that I snatched out? Yeah. So my kids are so self-sufficient. They literally buy their own groceries. Mm -hmm. Um, they do everything on their own. So it's literally like they're not even there. Um, and Chris wakes up one morning at, and I always tell the girls, I'm like, you guys, let me get your groceries. Mm-hmm. Like it makes me feel good. You don't have to buy your own food. It's weird. Stop being weirdos. So Chris wakes up and takes a couple of protein <laughs> bars, um, out of the fridge a few weeks ago. And I literally get a phone call from my daughter and he looks at me and he knew it was about yeah. him. And she's like, did you take my protein bars? I'm like, no, I didn't take shit. And he looks at me and he's like, I did. Yeah. And by the way, guys, this and is on a phone like... conversation. I did, I just walked <laughs> in the room, didn't even hear what she was talking about, but the look on James says, I didn't take anything. And I go, uh, that was me. And I was it, I go, was it about the protein bars? And you go, how'd you know? I go, it was me. I took a couple of them. But first of all, when I'm in that refrigerator in your house, it's like, I look at the tiers, you know, of every level and go, okay, which one's Jamie's? Which one's this one's? Which one's that one? I can't tell. Yeah. Because there's like protein, there's drinks. I mean, it's, it's the cleanest refrigerator in the most 
friendliest fruit fruit friendly like refrigerator I've ever been in my life. All I'm looking for is like the wine. I'm looking for like the sweets and the snacks. I'm like, it's like so like health conscious. It's ridiculous. Aww. So I don't know whose level is whose. Yeah. You know, especially when your daughter walks in one night with her boyfriend, they're all popcorn it up and like frying right? shit. I'm like, I didn't see any of that in there. Yeah. So I was like, oh, well, protein bars. Yeah, she she actually got rid of him. So now she's like on a whole nother level and she has like the meal prep. And okay. I'm like, I almost feel left out. I'm like, fuck, what about me? I cooked for you for all these years. Maybe you can meal prep for me. (laughs) But um, yeah, so she's just very like territorial, I guess, of like her stuff, which is, which is cool. I mean, you remember I ate some dip and she like, was like, did you eat my right. spinach? Well, that's why I remembered all like, that stuff. Uh, no. <laughs> As the double, like, Jamie got a piece, a little bit of dip on the side of your mouth, and then wipe it off. All right. Anyway. All right. So we don't, we're going to get into our guests. We don't leave them out of all this good fun. All right. No. So our guest today is an entrepreneur who loves adventure, but also understands that the world can create natural disasters at any given moment that we need to be prepared for. His company, Uncharted Supply Company, was founded to prepare was founded to prepare for such unexpected survival situations. With the company's mission statement, hope for the best, prepare for the worst, can we ever really be prepared for what Mother Nature throws at us? Well, this guy, well, this guy thinks we can be. Please welcome Christian Schaaf to the show. What's up, Christian? Hey, good. I hope I didn't butcher that intro too much. That's all right. I told you it's early, man. I just got off a plane. I'm still like in the zombie phase right now. He's on another level today. (laughs) I went to Coachella once too, yeah. Okay. Well, you look good. How you doing? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Supporting the state of California. Yeah, let's get a look at the shirt here. Uh, Yeah, funny story about the shirt. My buddy Brandon has this company, and he sent me this, and then I decided to wear it today. It's perfect. I saw him in the airport, and he was walking by. I'm like, hey, man. I'm going oh, to do a podcast. I'm wearing a shirt. Shit. He's like, dude, that's brave. I wouldn't do that. I'm like, <laughs> I think it's funny. So, and I, I, I have a lot of friends in California. I love California. It's just living in Park City. There's been a massive change. And uh, I, this shirt speaks to me a little bit. So, Are you in yeah. and out of Park City a lot though? Or do you normally like, is, it, is that home home now? For uh, I mean, I live there full time, but okay. I do travel a lot. Okay. Yeah. What's nice. it like living in Park City? <clears throat> Wow, that's good. that's multidimensional. So the good is literally, you know, people are always like, man, you take a lot of vacations. And I, I really don't, but everything I love to do is right almost within a walking distance of my house. I mean, I can catch trout, you know, fly fishing on the way home from work. It's one of the best mountain biking cities in the world. You can elk hunt, you know, right out the backyard, um, world-class skiing. I think there's 13 resorts within an hour of the airport. Yeah. So there's yeah. a lot of like, if you're an outdoors kind of adventure person like me, it's it's magical, but you know, since COVID and the big influx of people leaving big cities and coming in, that's um, more for you though. Yeah. More my, for you. My neighborhood used to be me and the elk and the mule deer. <laughs> and now it's like me and 14 homes going. Yeah, up. that's So there's just been a big change. And, um, I really like appreciate people that move in that kind of came there for the same reasons I did, which was to respect nature, to enjoy it, to take care of it. But I think a lot of times it's kind of a trendy thing for people to do. Right. And that's where it, it rubs a little bit, right? Because the, the vibe of the city changes a little and, um, you know, people can, you, know, you can use up natural resources. You can, you can do things that, that damage like why describe, you came there. Describe trendy. When you say trendy, what do you mean? Uh, you know, I just, I think a lot of people think it's like the cool Instagram thing to, you know, go to Park City. I mean, it's where Sundance is, right? You yeah. go there yeah. and you're mm-hmm. taking pictures on the slopes or the, the apre party or whatever. And I think, I think that's just become kind of, a new cool thing given that you know most big cities were shut down the last few years yeah. so gotcha. it's that kind of a thing and it's cool everything goes through growth and change and whatnot but um it's 
definitely that's a different answer depending on the year you know yeah. the city's changing a lot all right yeah. well how yeah. do you i mean if you if you're so like uncharted is there obviously as well right yeah the company yeah, yeah. so with you what you just said everything you just said how do you even make it to work if you have all this fun stuff i'd be like squirrel <laughs> squirrel like everything away i got a fish i gotta do this i would i would yeah. never make it into work by the way if that's the case i mean i'm usually doing something before work you know in the summer it might be running or or whatever i mean like in elk season i will literally hunt before i go to work like i have a spot i can hit you know or in the winter um i do a lot of ski touring with my dog so i'll get up at 4 a.m i'll go to a mountain we'll hike up ski down i'll go to work i put a shower in there then i'm at work at seven o'clock and it's just you kind of gotta you gotta scratch that itch a little bit otherwise if you're sitting there looking out the window and it's snowing it's it's pretty hard to be focused on your work so it's fun i love it yeah i love it it's like Sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. I was gonna say it's like the early bird, like surfer when they're in Cal- like L.A. Exactly like that, right? You know, yeah, that but he's okay. out like adventuring. Yeah. I don't know if you follow his Instagram or not, but I'm like, do you ever work? Like it feels like his <laughs> whole life is like an adventure. But I mean, that's, that's part of what you do. Right? I, I feel like I work there. a lot, but you know, um, uh, one of my friends, I, I got my truck super stuck last winter, and I I was like, I'm survival guy. I'm getting out of this. And I dug for seven hours by myself with this little shovel I had and. Was it um, in this backpack here? Yeah, it was. And she uh, she goes, what I say? I said, ah, oh, you mess with the bull, you get the horns. She's like, you mess with the bull a lot, you know? And I, <laughs> But I think that's who you have to be. You can't just create something in a room and expect to know how it's going to work. So yeah. I think you have to put yourself out there. And it's not like you can put yourself in emergencies all the time. But, you know, the difference between camping and survival is, you know, one you kind of plan for on the weekend, the other one kind of happened, but it's all the same stuff. So yeah. mm-hmm. the more I do that, the more I feel like I understand what works, what doesn't, and how to help people. Um, did you have that bag with you when you got stuck? I always have that bag with me. I have it yeah. with me all the time, too. Um, and I have a story, but we'll get into that a little later. Yeah. What did you utilize in there? Well, help before you finish, before oh. we start, let's let's yeah. tell people about the bag oh, okay, first, okay. for our new viewers. Yeah, so are, we, we, right. did, we had a guest mm-hmm. on um, last week, yes, Kat, we did. Mm-hmm. and we actually brought out your bag and talked a little bit about it because awesome. she's, um, she's a hunter. Yeah. Uh, Always. Mm-hmm. So she was like blown away. She was like, I have to get this freaking bag. And I'm like, wait, wait. And that's what, what made me want to reach out to you. I'm like, we need to have Christian on the show yeah. so we can actually go through this bag because I think it's such, I think it's so important that we yeah. have things like this. It's a necessity. Is, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you guys, I feel like it's the perfect gift. Like when you're thinking like, what am I going to give for Christmas? Why not give this? This yeah. is so perfect to literally keep in your trunk. It's in the back of my truck and it actually saved my life. Okay. Yeah. Which is amazing. So I love that. I'd love to hear more about that story sometime. I know we've talked about that a little, but it's it's a little embarrassing, but I mean, I I don't mind sharing some parts of it, (laughs) 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 but, um, thank God I had that fucking bag and, um, yeah, Let, let's open it up and yeah. maybe tell us a little bit about it. Right now? Yeah. yeah. Open it up. Okay. Well, let's do it. So a little background, you know, when I, when I started this company, so my background, I've been to Iraq 39 times. Um, I played in a band. We toured around the world. I've, I've climbed a bunch of mountains. Um, I grew up on a farm in Wisconsin. Um, you know, I hunt. I do all that stuff, right? And then as much as I was just making fun of California, <laughs> I, I took a job in California for a few years. And one New Year's, I was going to go to Colorado skiing. I was driving. And I had an F-150 with all my gear. And it snowed two inches in the mountains behind Orange County. And I sat for like seven or eight hours because people... Didn't Don't know how to navigate to two inches. Of, I mean, <laughs> when I was growing up in school, like two inches of snow meant it didn't snow. You know, it was a non, right. it was a non-issue. 
And I, you know, my friends are in Steamboat sending me these pictures of like powder skiing and I'm just frustrated. And I'm like, how, how am I stuck? Because people can't drive through two inches of snow. <laughs> yeah. And what that really did is it took me down this deep wormhole of, well, what if an earthquake hit? Or what if, you know, you start looking at all this data and especially when you're living on the coast where you've got an ocean on one side and you've got two or three highways that are always already too busy, right? Like right. how do you move? How yeah. do you navigate this? And it really, like what I realized was, you know, People were more and more dependent on technology and mm -hmm. natural disasters, overpopulation, political unrest, all those things were quickly escalating. And I, I started this about six or seven years ago, but I had this hypothesis that we were at a tipping point and we were going to start to see more and more of this stuff. And people couldn't just depend on clicking 911 or hitting an app to have somebody come save them. They or needed... checking in with OnStar people. That yeah. shit doesn't work. <laughs> no. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, how many, how many first responders are in Southern California versus how many people? Right. You know, something yeah. big happens. They're not getting everybody. Or what about if your phone has no service, which was my case. I had no fucking service. Right. People so are so used help? to being able to call for help. That we become lazy. Yeah. You, you just, it's a false sense of security. Yeah. And, for sure. um, you know, what do they, they say in the military? It's like prepare to self rescue. And that sounds maybe aggressive, but the truth is you should have some amount of aptitude in getting out of different situations. So for me, it was like, okay, how do I solve this problem for people? You know, I wanted, I, I wasn't liking the job I was in. I wanted to do something that had a purpose, but I want to make money too, you know? So I was trying to figure out what the right combo was. And as I sat there, I'm like, maybe this is an opportunity. So you know, as I dug into this, I, I've, I've got friends that guide on Mount Everest. I've got friends in special forces. I have, you know, bush pilots and doctors and all these guys. And I just, for like a year and a half, I worked with all these guys and kept evolving kind of what we built, which the first thing was a 72 hour kit. We make a lot of products now. Um, but the idea being, it's not just gear. It's, mm -hmm. it's having the instruction, having, knowing how to use it and how to mm -hmm. use it quickly and efficiently. And, you know, you could buy a kit out there, but it just, they weren't well thought out. Most people didn't know which piece to use depending on what. So, you know, I just kind of, I went to everybody and said, Hey, I don't want to know you for you. You're an expert, but if your 10 year old son was home alone, what, what could we make for him that would be a game changer and help him manage the situation and be successful and survive? Okay. So that was kind of the Intel behind all of our products is very simple guided instruction with high quality stuff. And that's, that's what we do. So amazing. That was a big roll up to opening the bag, but I mean, um, you know what? So this bag in itself, is this, is this the 72 hour kit right yeah, here? So we make several. Okay. Um, this is the 72 pro, which is a, uh, a two person kit. Um, I think the original one you had was a 72, which was like a one person. So make a one, a two, and then a four person. That's okay. a collaboration with Yeti. But, um, you know, every, there's everything in here that you'd need for 72 hours plus for two people. Mm -hmm. So um, people always go, well, what's in it? You know, I, I was on Shark Tank a few years okay. ago. You were? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. And Lori, and Lori goes, well, Christian, what, what's the most important thing in the kit? And I said, well, tell me what the emergency is. And, you know, that's the reality, right? You think about emergencies, you don't know. Right. What, what's going to happen. So you have to have a bit of everything. But when you really distill it down, the human body, no matter what, needs the same basic things. You need temperature regulation, whether it's too hot or too cold. You know, you need water, maybe need food. Mm -hmm. You know, you really don't need food for a long time, but maybe, maybe some first aid, some self-protection, a way to communicate. And so when you build all this down, suddenly you have a kit that can work for a snowstorm or an earthquake or a sandstorm or a flat tire or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. um, and Being so that's stranded in the desert. <laughs> yeah. and, and that's what we did is we tried to build something that would, I mean, listen, I can't say this is going to solve every problem. You know, there, there are things that 
a bear attacks you, you know, <laughs> right. there is a knife in <laughs> here. the bag at the bear. But yeah, but like <laughs> a gun might be a little more effective, right? But right. it does cover a lot of bases and yeah. it's at least a, an amazing start for people. Um, and the cool thing is we built this for, I always said the person that's never been outside, but now we sell to a ton of government agencies and like, you know, security companies for huge Fortune 500 companies, whether wow. it's Apple or Nike or Facebook or whoever. So sometimes when you make something really simple and high quality, it works for everyone. So yeah, it's been great. really fun. Yeah. So you really want me to open it up? Yeah. I mean, it's... So what's the what's the bag made out of, first of all, too? Yeah. <clears throat> well, it's a flotation the... <clears throat> device that could be used as a flotation device. Oh, that's great. Device. Okay. Yeah. One of the things was a lot of times these things will sit until you need them and then you open them up and the batteries are corroded or mice got into them, right? So you want to make sure they're, they're dry and mm-hmm. secure. And so this is actually, it's it's called... It's 600D tarpaulin. Um, it's a it's a kind of a tarp type material, and it's coated on both sides. It's waterproof. It's a roll top, so you can literally, like Jamie said, you can fill it with air and it'll float you. Um, so if you're in a deep water situation, that'll work. But mostly, if it's sitting in a musty basement or a back of a pickup truck or something, everything inside is going to be pristine when you open it up, which is, which is really important. So, you know, and, and again, like no zippers that can break, nothing else. Roll top, you can have extra room if you want to put blankets or shoes or whatever. And then... Um, I don't know if it'll fit Jamie's shoes though, girl. You got a lot of shoes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, look, I saw that look how awesome hand. this is. We can strap yeah. them to the outside. Uh, is that the camera right there? Has, so it literally has instructions on how to do everything. Oh, that's great. Here. Right. Yeah. So the example I always give is, you're in an emergency. Adrenaline is is coursing through your veins. Mm-hmm. You get tunnel vision. Even somebody that's, that's done this before can make bad decisions because they're just reacting. Mm-hmm. Right. You get that fight or flight thing going. But if you know you need first aid, you can see from there where the first aid instructions are, right? Right. Eliminate the rest. And if I open this up, you know, let's let's just say you're in a situation where you need first aid, and you're you're panicking. You, I can. Oh. And look how nice wow. and organized yeah, everything is. It's all is. together too. You know right where the first aid is, right? Yeah. There's no second guessing. So you can eliminate all these other decisions. You're not dumping a bag in the floor looking for that for one shit. piece. Yeah. You can focus here, and that starts you down a path of being successful and making smart decisions and improving your situation. And then usually your adrenaline will calm down. And so there's a lot of right. psychology into making something simple that guides people the right way. Well, and especially so, like you said, when it's a high stress situation and people are flustered, like right away, you're looking at one spot going, okay, there are, it's, it does calm you down yeah. because you're like right. you said, that shuffling and shuffling just heightens your, like, you know, that, that stress right. and just makes you just more fearful and traumatized at the point. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And most people, don't have these situations. I mean, they're, they're not practicing this. Like, you know, I, I go hunt, you go shoot. There's, there's right. a lot of things we do where we, we put ourselves in those situations and it's practice. It's kind of like playing a season of football games before the Super Bowl. But most people are just dropping into the Super Bowl yeah. <laughs> and it's really important and they have not, you know, practiced right. at all. And yeah. so being able to guide people through this is, is for me like a very important part and as important as having high quality stuff in here. So yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. There's like 60 things in here. I don't know if you want me to go through it all, but you know, we organize by tools and warmth and water and food, first aid, air vision. I mean, there's, you know, we uh, we include N99 rated air masks in here. When oh, COVID great. hit, I yeah. sent an email to all of our customers saying, hey, while the world is scrambling to find masks, there's one in your bag. Like we've been selling them for five years before oh, COVID. Oh, wow, that's great. Right. So we've really been thinking along, you know, far, far in the past about like what could happen we're not skimping on some little, you know, cloth masks. Like everything in here is pretty high quality. That should have upped the okay, sales during it, COVID time, by the way. In itself, <laughs> what is the water sure. thing there? So it's a water filter. I mean, we have a water bottle and then two bladders and a water filter. And this filter will... Like a life straw? Uh, so I don't... I mean, 
Life straws are great, but the problem with the life straw is you have to stick it in a stream and suck. And then if you walk away, there's no way to, to, to purify more water. Mm. This is the same technology, but it's in a bladder. So you can actually take this and fill your water bottle. Um, or you could just fill it and purify it later. So the idea is being able to, you come to a place, you can source water and then you can move if you have to. Oh. Uh, but it's the same basic, basic filter. There's, you know, there's filtering and there's purifying and, uh, you really don't have to purify water unless you're in some third world countries, like in, in, you know, the far reaches of Africa, Okay. but filtering water in the United States and North America and Europe is, is just totally fine. It's okay. really easy. It'll do a hundred thousand gallons of water. It's more than a person will drink in their lifetime. So this one will, yeah, this wow, little filter right here. It's just yeah. a, Oh, that's amazing. It's just a little tiny filter. It's just a bunch of a uh, kind of mesh that, I mean, basically the, you know, anything too big won't go through and that's okay. how it filters. It just, it strains it basically. Simple, right? When I ride mountain bikes or, or uh, road bikes and putting going long distances, I put one of these in my kit because I can source water anymore, yeah. right? You get out and you have a flat tire. It's very simple. So none of this is like hyper advanced or hyper technical. It's just very simple, effective stuff. Right. Amazing. I mean, I, so if I opened that and saw that, I wouldn't even know what to do with it. I'd well, have to, the good news is the instructions. I would right have there. to read instructions. <laughs> well, that's why I'm saying like me opening that and seeing a list gave yeah. me a sense of like, okay, right. I can do this. Right. And then the person I was with ate all the snacks. And I was <laughs> oh, like, geez. we haven't even been out here 24 hours. Did you <laughs> seriously eat the snacks? And he said... They're actually really good. Do you want one? <laughs> See, he would have to die first in and that I was situation. Like, <laughs> I would, I I would chuck him first. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's funny. I mean, the, the interesting thing about food is everybody thinks you need a ton of food. You um, don't. You don't. And I, I was having this conversation with one of my uh, one of the guys that works on Charter with me today. You know, your body carries, I think it's about two thousand calories of glycogen. And you've maybe, have, if anybody out there has run a marathon, they often say the first twenty miles and the last six are like mm -hmm. two different races. That's because your glycogen usually wears out at about 20 miles, right? Because it's about 100 calories a mile. And then that's when you bonk and you hit a wall. But to burn through 2,000 calories if you're not working hard yeah. takes a long time. And then if you just rest, your body will convert fat and refuel you up. Yeah, so you don't really need food for a week. What about when it's like 115? Well, I think that's more about water. De it's dehydration. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. It is. And getting some electrolytes and whatnot. Um, and that's why we have the bladder and we tell people to fill the water bottle up and make sure you've got... You know, water is an interesting thing because I would love for everybody to carry five gallons with them, but then the bag becomes too heavy right. and right. then you're burning too many calories and sweating anyway. So, you know, it's one of those things you have to think about things, but it at least gets you down the right path, which is, is important. I heard the guy that got stuck. You'll probably know the guy that got his arms stuck in the mountain. Didn't he drink his oh. own pee? <laughs> Is that true? Was that oh, you mean the, the movie where the, yeah, what's 120 it? 120 hours? Yeah, whatever that is. Yeah. Is that the one? With James Franco, that one? I'm just going I off the movie. I don't know who it is, yeah. but I think that's it. Why, we're looking at you like you know. <laughs> we're like, is, is that true? And Come on, Christian. You know, <laughs> these are facts you have to know. Yeah. What's, what's funny is, um, you know, people ask like, ask about survival situations. Like shy or something. <laughs> well, I, I don't know if the guy drank his own pee, but oh. you watch these Bear Grylls shows and like he's, you know, he's drinking his own pee in the Amazon and people think of survival that way. Right. And I always tell people like, nobody's lost in the Amazon drinking their pee. Like, I mean, this guy was Drew. I don't know what you're talking you guys, about. I just movies? saw him like squeezing like a elephant shit. And he goes, you can get water out of this. And I was like, he yeah. starts doing that. Seriously? I mean, this is the problem with Hollywood though. People really think this is true. They stylize right. it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah, no. And, so and, they're and, like, well, I saw this on a movie. So I know. I mean, the thought crossed my mind when I was out there. Like, am I going to have to like save my... Eat elephant poop? 
no, save my pee. Because <laughs> like, there's no water. It's like 115. Like, I, I thought yeah. I was going to die out there. Wow. So it's funny, like, wh- where our brain goes. Right, right. See, now I'm going to go with something even one easier than that. Like, this is how bougie I am. It's the fact that I was, like, got to Brazil, was landing in um, um, Rio de Janeiro, right? Get off the airplane. No, it's Sao Paulo first. Get off the airplane. I was like... I was lost in the airport because all of a sudden I wasn't paying attention when the, when they were saying, go to this gate, go to the, go get your bags here, da, 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 here's your exit. I was like, da, 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 and I get off, I go, holy shit, for the first time in my life, I don't know where the fuck I am. I can't understand the language and I'm lost. <laughs> oh, now I was in the airport. Yeah. I needed that kid in the airport, Jamie. All of a sudden I started walking by people going, I don't know who to talk to, should I ask the person? But then you do that man thing going like, I'm not gonna ask for directions, I know where to go. And literally I should've been like, I'm thinking of this kid. That's the only thing I can think of. If I had this kid, I would've been safe. How would you have been safe with the kid? I was, for me, that was a scary moment of being oh, lost is what I'm getting. Okay. That's the only time I've ever huh. felt that lost. So you, you would've yeah. pulled out the cup. I would've pulled out the kid. I would've sat there and I would've got, pulled out the bladder going, gotta drink some <laughs> I'm telling you, it would have saved my Namaste. life. Right. So well, that's, was, that's I, my thought. I always think about like when Instagram went down for half a day and how the world freaked out. Yes. And I'm right. just oh, like, yeah. wow. Like, you know, even during COVID, people mm-hmm. are like panicking. And I'm like, they're asking you to sit on your couch. Right. Like everything you own is but right there. But it's a there. safety net. It's a safety yeah, net. But I would have felt went, safe. I went crazy. I bought maps because I'm like, <laughs> the they're going to hit our satellites. Mm-hmm. Um, I have my ham radio. Um, so I was... I was like good. I felt like I was good to go. No, it's good. I mean, like all my, um, yeah, I don't want to get into too much because people are going to think I'm (laughs) going to come take your stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, People ask me that all the time because there's a lot of talk of like nuclear war and stuff now. And I, I think the odds of that happening are very, very slim, but I can see our grid going down as far as power communication going down. You know, you think about if all of a sudden the gas pumps don't work and your credit card doesn't work, it really limits what you can do. Right. Mm -hmm. And, And people go, what do I do? Well, just, just go get some canned meat yeah, and canned veggies. Right. Just just be ready to hunker down for a few yeah. days. We're gonna figure things out. Let's do one more but, basic. Just if our phones went down in itself, that people would. There's like ninety percent of the people would freak would out. Freak, you know. I'd yeah. say ninety yeah. percent of the under twenty would freak out more than anybody else. So that's um, true. Yeah, totally. I, I think that'd be so relaxing and nice. I mean, it would because <laughs> you, you adjust and get used to it. Yeah. Right. Right. But I mean, the initial shock of it. And I always say, like, my home is my safest place. So. People panic and they want to leave, but I'm thinking, where the fuck are you going to go? The place to be is like you hunker down in your home. Right. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. So, you know, I mean, these kits are, I always tell people, keep this in your car. Because yeah. if, if you're at the gym, it's with you. If you're at work, it's mm-hmm. with you. Yes. The idea is proximity, right? The, the best camera is the one in your hand. And it's kind of the same with this. It's right. like, right. you just want this near you. If you're home, you've got mm-hmm. a ton of other stuff and you're probably totally fine. And you don't need this, but it's all those times you're not home because right. most of us aren't living at home 24 seven. That's true. So, you know, we're just trying to be really like simplistic in how we solve for things. I, people think of survival and they think of a guy like starting a fire with a bow, a bow drill, you know? And it's like, man, if, if, if you're doing that, you screwed up so many times already because a Bic lighter is 99 cents. Like why right. don't you have that? <laughs> yeah. You know, like there's just, there's a lot of like logical first Is there steps. a lighter in there? So we, we, it, it comes with a sheet that says, go get these things. We don't ship a lighter because then you have flammable materials okay. and our shipping uh, costs go way up and people don't oh, like to pay it. those. But literally any gas station, you can go buy you know, right. 99 cents and you okay. can fill them off. So we do have a space for them and we have okay. a little note that says, go get these. Oh, I, like need to add. I need yeah. to add the lighter in mine. Yeah. For sure. If you're going off to like, let's say 
climb a mountain like you like to do every now and then as well. Yeah. Um, would you take this on your trip or how do you like, or is this something you go, well, I don't need this. Da, da, da. I would not hike yeah. with this. I mean, not well, the specific, I guess I'm saying to hike with it. Yes. But that's an extreme condition as well. You don't know what's going to happen up there. So what are your alternatives to something like that? I'm just going off something of extreme. Yeah. Yeah. So, so mountain climbing and hiking, I, I look at very differently, but okay. when I go, like when I go hunting in the Arctic circle, um, I'm laying out gear for a month right. ahead in, in my basement. And every day I look at it and I remove something because every ounce counts. Yeah. You're out there by your, there's no REI out there, right? Like right. everything you take is impactful. You know, this is meant to be useful when boom, something happens. Okay. Okay. I've got some stuff to help get me through. When you know what you're going into, you know, the temperature, you know, the environment, you can plan better okay. and really curate. Now there are things that I take, like I'll take the water filter, uh, the knife, the flashlight, the matches. Like I use a lot of the same stuff, but because I know what I'm going into, I can be a lot more specific okay. on what I take. Mm -hmm. Now, when it comes to hiking, yeah, we get that question a lot of times. Like I'm going to the national park. Should I carry my 72 in my back? And that's overkill. But okay. we did make a new hip pack that actually has some first aid and gear repair. It can carry water and food and a jacket and all this right. stuff. And it's, it's a lot smaller. And then you can carry your kids and whatever else too. Right. So, okay. you know, we are creating, we don't just make survival kits. We make pack rafts and jump starters and all sorts of things that solve a lot of problems. And we have solutions for all that stuff. Okay. What is your website? UnchartedSupplyCo.com. Okay. Not and to then, be confused with uncharted people, uncharted, yeah, yeah. uncharted. <laughs> that one gets yeah. mixed, mixed yeah. up a lot, but uh, yeah, uncharted. Right. So I have another, if I may ask. Go, um, go so for it. I watched this episode of um, Curb Your Enthusiasm like a few weeks ago, and it's yeah. something, and this is what brought me to mind. I wanted to ask you this when you started talking about this. Um, when you said you had a team of people, you know, like doctors and like all these people that mm -hmm. help put this together. Did you have, there's this episode of uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm where he wanted to put a, um, a hotel on, what is it called, mini bar together. So he goes to the store and puts all this stuff together and the people are like, he goes, these are all the things that I would love to have in a mini bar. And he goes, I think people would like it. But did you have anything, by the way, none of that stuff was what people wanted anyway, right, the stuff right, that he wanted. Right. So my question is the fact that when you were putting this together, are there, are there things in there that you thought might, that should be in here that isn't, or some things that you put in there like, no, that's not going to work? Um... Because like, it are you, it's a are trial you constantly and error. evolving yeah. this we are. pack? Okay. Which I, I will tell you he is because my initial backpack, the one that saved my life, was a little less simplistic than this. It was still amazing. Okay. Um, but this one I feel like yeah. is a, a notch above. Yeah. Well, when we started, you know, it was it was just my life savings okay. and I couldn't design every single piece in here. So of I was course. sourcing a lot of things. But as we've grown, it's like, you know, we can make that knife do more than just one thing. Or we but could... it was similar stuff already, though, that you're talking about. You just advanced the process is what I'm getting. But yeah. was, there, was there something in there you're like, well, this should be in here. And people are like, no, 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 that should not be in there. You know, I, I would say this. I think there's a lot of things that should be in here based on the person's environment. Okay. So whether you're in California in the summer or you're in Alaska in the winter, like you should add to this, you should add things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I can't build, like, I really think that we checked all the boxes when it comes to a great base. Great. Right. Yes. And if this great. is all you have, it's awesome. Yes. But when I go from like, I was skiing last weekend in, in park city and then yesterday went for a run and people were shirtless playing sand volleyball. Like the seasons are changing. <laughs> right. right. So I go to my kit that I have in my truck and I take the warm weather, the, the cold weather stuff out and put in, you know, more water, Got it. maybe a little, little like sunscreen kind of thing, like that kind of thing. So man, I, I'm trying to think if there was things that I really fought to have in here. Um, you know, one of the things we thought a lot about was, uh, like bulletproof panels. Mm. And we just didn't go down that path, mm. but um, I can show you designs that we had of this original backpack where this piece would come out and flip over your head and basically, yes. you know, give you protection. Right. So we're thinking about schools and, and you know, all the stuff that was yeah. happening there. And it might be something we come back to visit, but at the time it was like, 
It felt a little sinister and and kind of a little different (laughs) than what we were trying to solve. So I actually travel with like a panel in my backpack. So it's removable Mm -hmm. and it's um, super lightweight. It's made by Innocent Armor. So that might be like a collaboration for you guys down the line. Like see how this... Like yep, that could yep. be like a ballistic panel yeah. there. Yeah, and yeah. it was spoken about with um with our last guest cat. Remember, she had yeah. mentioned something that it does yeah, this have did. a bulletproof thing in the front as yeah, well. Yeah, the, the challenge with that is the lighter you get, the more expensive you get. And then when you add that panel on top of the cost oh, of this, that's true. It, you know, my goal was to give everybody some yes. coverage because right. if and if, make it affordable, right? But maybe it'd be like a piece you can add on. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, if a hundred people can afford this, we're not really solving the goal of trying to make the world a safer place. I wanted to make something that most people could afford. And then you can not only take care of your family, but you can, you know, you can help your neighbor and you can, and you start doing that at scale. We're making a difference. What is the the cost on this one? So the, the, the 72, the, the one person one, I think is 389 prices have changed a little bit with all the inflation Mm -hmm. and everything else. Um, this, one man you're really testing me now i think this is it's about 100 bucks more it's around, it's a little under 500 bucks okay uh and honestly like we do this test every once in a while we'll go we'll tell somebody hey go buy all these pieces and see how much it costs and right. it, it always ends up being more if you try to do it yourself wow. mm-hmm. and then you don't have the organization you don't have the instruction yeah. so we do feel it's while no-brainer. it's expensive it's a value yeah right um so i i was missing one thing out of there oh no <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what it is? I have no idea. Like it didn't, it was supposed to be that it wasn't. I mean, I don't know, but it might not be a bad, th- it would be Something one of those. for the time of the month? What, yes, what are we talking yes, about? I knew, you know? I knew. How did you going? know? I knew that was coming. So yeah, I mean, but that's going to be one of the things that yep. you just add in there. Cause clearly, um, yeah. So I'm stranded in the middle of the desert. It's almost been 24 hours and I fucking start bleeding. Okay. And I'm like, oh. <gasps> Yeah, so that was, should be easy. Just throw in the emergency kit. Well, That's and you know, those you know. things work really well for, for blood clot. They, you right. can, they're they're multi-use. Yeah. That's a very like condoms point. and tampons are, you can use them for a lot of different things. So take out the gauze inside the emergency <laughs> wait, kit wait, wait, and start wait, adding wait, wait, tampons. Wait, how do you use a condom? I mean, condoms you can use to, to hold water. You could put it over an injury. Oh. I mean, there's a little- Put it over my head when I'm done at the end of my day. I can't take it anymore. You can suffocate yourself. Just take me now. I can't take anymore. It's only been- four hours i'm done <laughs> i won't go into it but you can look up there's a million uses yeah. and they're, okay. they're, but they're also kind of personal like everybody's got their own choice right. and it, honestly it, it's probably something we should include to some level you're right and it, we're redesigning all this and we're building new kits next year that they'll be out next year that we're kind of reevaluating everything and that's something that's definitely in the uncharted the sexual kit. right well, can you imagine like if someone opened my survival kit and there's a few condoms You're in right. there i'm like what but you know there's always those guys with bad Safety timing anyways first. it's like hey babe like seriously now now you want to have sex with me this is the wrong time dude it's like i don't know i've just thought you know <laughs> the photographer he was like well we know we're not drinking your pee and i'm like fuck you <laughs> so anyway uh, i think it's fantastic Fantastic, Kristen. This is a great kit, and I think everybody Thanks. should get one. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's so well grown, and, and it looks unbelievably amazing. It looks great. So I'm, I'm in. I'm sold. Yeah, I'm thank you. You Appreciate sold me the last time when you showed it to me yeah. last time. I I'm sold telling one. you, I brought it out, and everyone was like on board, and so that's what I was like. Yeah, I've known him for a while, and mm-hmm. so yeah. I'm excited. I mean, look, the world, the world is and changing, and people. <sighs> I, I flinch my twitches a little bit when people are like, oh, we're, we made it through COVID. We're almost there. I'm like, I feel like we've left a really calm period and we're entering a more chaotic period in the yes. world. And right. uh, you yep. know, I just looking at the data even, but whether it's the environment or political unrest or COVID or whatever, I, 
maybe COVID is chapter one in a new book that we're reading. I mean, really, I just, and maybe this is self-serving because I have the company, but I started this company because I really believe this was going to happen and I wanted to leave a legacy, yeah. you know? And, and I think that like, man, if, if you can be super mom or super dad and you can save the day, whether it's a flat tire or it's 9-11, like why wouldn't you just have something like this, whether yeah. it's ours or you build your own or whatever. I mean, our website, like one of the top visited pages is how to build a survival kit. Like we're not even telling people you just have to buy ours. It's like, here's the recipe. Like That's we, great. we just want that. people to be prepared. Yeah. And most times people come back and buy it because they realize how hard it is to put one together. Right. But um, you know, that's the goal here. We're, and we're you make a really good point, like how organized it is, because when you start throwing stuff in, in a bag, like every minute counts. Yeah, it does. So right. when you're right. trying to open it and get to where you need to be, we don't have time to be fumbling through right. stuff. Right. So. I was actually skiing with my dog last winter and uh, a buddy oh of mine God. bumped yeah, into him and gashed his front leg and he was spraying blood. Like it was shooting a foot out of his arm and we were you know, we had ski toured up miles out of town mm -hmm. and I had one of our little, we call it the triage kit and it's first aid and gear repair. And I didn't have a tourniquet in there, but it had zip ties and duct tape and I found a stick and I made a tourniquet on him and I threw him my shoulders and skied him out. And like, we just, we were prepared. I had radios. Wow. I told a buddy to go get a snowmobile. He took off. We were getting the dog ready. I told another friend to, you know, find a vet that's open, tell him to wait, tell him what happened. And my dog lived and the doctor came out and he was like, you probably had two or three minutes. Oh and I, I mean, if, wow. if I showed you a picture of Park City and where we were and where we got to, it was, I mean, God was definitely with us on that. But it was like, if I wasn't able to move fast, he wouldn't have made it. And, you know, being a single guy, he's like my best friend, right? Yeah. So that was, mm -hmm. that was heavy. And um, it just goes to show, you know, that's something we do every single day and nothing happens. And then one day he almost dies. Out of yeah. blue. So it just, that's, those are the moments where I'm like, we're really doing something cool because whether it's your dog or your kid or yourself or your neighbor, man, why not be the hero and, and make a how difference? How did you tell us how you made the tourniquet? Uh, I, I had a, a zip tie and then I, I just, I kind of put some bandage around it so it didn't pinch and I, I put oh. the zip tie around his arm and then I put a stick in and twisted it and just duct taped it down. And, um, I, there's some videos on my Instagram. I just put on my shoulders. I remember seeing oh my God. It. He's like 130 pounds. So wow. it was the next day I felt like I'd played a high school football game. Yeah. I was so <laughs> sore. Um, and we were, we were on 10, 420, which is the elevation of the mountain and also the name, but you know, we were way up there and pretty steep pitches and, um, just so lucky we got him down. So unbelievable. And um, he's good now. He's good. He's got okay. a little gangster limp, but right. uh, he's good. Yeah, it's yeah, a battle yeah. wound. You know, you yeah. can handle that. Yeah, scars are cool, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, he's good. Okay, tell us about some of these cool mountains that you've... Oh, I, I mean, that we've climbed. I mean, yeah. not, nothing massive. I mean... Rainier, so Kilimanjaro, Grand like Teton. Only yeah, Kilimanjaro. Are... It's like what? <laughs> that's just a. That's really just a walk. It's that's a very. What do you mean? It's... You really feel that way? I really do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it. Man, you watch some of these guys do Everest and K two, and uh, anybody that's climbed mountains listening to this is gonna be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, right. It's a right. cakewalk. Right. I mean, the, the the hardest thing you have to overcome is just acclimatization to the altitude because okay. you get up so high. And how do you but, do that? Well, they have you hike high and then sleep low every day. And even though it's not that far, it takes like five, seven days, depending on the route. Um, I think that's right. I haven't done it for several years. But uh, the reason they take so long is because your body needs to, to acclimate. Mm -hmm. I mean, they, they, there's, you know, they say if you got dropped off in a helicopter at the top of Everest, you'd, I don't know what the time is, you'd last seconds or minutes or something because you wouldn't, your body wouldn't survive. It takes a long time to get used to that elevation, mm. the pressure. 
So yeah, um, I mean, the stuff I've done has been, you know, medium, uh, but medium. it's always great. It's always, I was training for Everest one year and I, I blew two discs out my neck and then I didn't go and people always ask, would you do that? And there was a time when I would, mm -hmm. and I just think now looking at it with all the people and all the traffic up there, um, I don't know. I don't know if it's worth it. Because do you guys, have you ever climbed anything? Yeah, I've climbed my beds about it. You know? <laughs> well, the yeah, interesting I, thing about climbing is <laughs> I hike top. in Hawaii and like halfway up, I'm like, should I fake an injury and call flight for life? Like, I, don't, I'm not, I don't think I'm going to make it down. Well, the weird thing is you get to the top of the mountain and it's like this table. I mean, that's it. There's nothing okay, there. Got yeah. it. You yeah, know? Right. And then you're halfway done. The most dangerous part is going back down. And so I you mean, have this like celebration at halftime. And that's just, man, that. You got to be special to be yeah. able to do that. I just don't, I mean, for me, it's just like, I, because I've seen the Everest show, I've seen like from the Sherpa's point of view, that one yeah. show they have on uh, Netflix or something, but it's yeah. just, I love, and it's fascinating to me and I could watch that all day, but I sit there and go, I don't think that I would be able to ever risk my life because you just never know. Like you said, the elements could change at any given time when you feel like you're mm -hmm. doing well. And all of a sudden, yeah. like all of a sudden now you're breathing or something goes off or your oxygen gets lost and it's just, you're screwed at that point. So yeah. I'm like, I'm not going to chance my life. And there's people like of some of these shows you go, wow, there's like over a thousand people dead up there that you can't even bring them down because oh, yeah. they're so high up there's there. There's bodies that's everywhere. Their, that's what? their cemetery. Mm -hmm. Like you, you know? see the bodies? Yeah, they just leave mm, them. Yeah. Unbelievable. There's some famous ones. Like I think one's like, green boot guy or something. Okay. He's like right on the path. And oh, no. my, yeah. my friend, Dr. Eric Meyer out of Steamboat, he was really integral in helping me build this, but he's guided on Everest and K2. He's a doctor. And um, he was in the deadliest mountaineering event, like I think in recent history, but there's wow. a movie called The Summit. Uh, yeah. And he, you know, they got up to like the last approach to the peak and he was like, you know, this doesn't add up. I'm not going. And, you know, there's a lot of sponsorship money for guys to get to the top. So yeah. a bunch of them went and a bunch of them died. And he, he told me he was. What he, didn't add up? Uh, the, the weather window, like enough time there. I, I can't remember. And I, somebody probably will correct me on this, but right. you know, they didn't have enough rope or the rope they thought was there wasn't there. So there right. was like a couple things where if there's one, you, you just go, no, you have, yes. to, it has to be a binary decision. And so he was up there, you know, people were coming down, people were dying, people were stuck up there. And he got a call and was asked to go up and bring down a body. And again, I hope I'm getting this right. But he and another climber went up, got the body. They were bringing it down with a rope. They started all sliding. He cut out. And the, the other guy that went up with him also just, banned oh, it. I mean, man. just gone. And, <clears throat> you know, it's, it's pretty gnarly up there. Yeah. Like I mean, he fell or what happened? Like to they him? started sliding. And as I understand it, Eric was able to self-arrest and stop, but the other guy was not. I mean, he can died you imagine too. sliding, <gasps> sliding down the mountain, like no, no way it to happened stop. to a girlfriend of mine in wow. uh, Thailand. Okay. Like she, she slid, fell off the mountain, ended up living, but, and then even just getting the care in another country. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a lot. So, I mean, wrong. she's, she's so lucky to be alive and I was hiking with her and, in Hawaii and it, you know, Hawaii just, it's so beautiful, but mm -hmm. it started raining. So we we're coming down and I'm slipping and falling. The guy that we were with had spikes. So we put on okay. the spikes and then at one point he was like, okay, we need to stop. And I'm like, stop. Like, we got to get down. He's like, the storm will pass. Like, we're just going right. to hold tight. Right. So I'm like. So you just find a spot like yeah. by a tree to hold on to something, make sure you don't yes, slide and all that because stuff, right? It's, um, and it's not even you falling, but it's other things that get loose oh, that can it. like fall yeah. and injure yeah. you. Yeah. And then there's just so many And that's experience factors. talking. That guy's saying we need to stop. I yeah. mean, yeah, I wouldn't know that. Yeah, so no, I mean, I I'd be like, you, like, let's go. Let's yeah, get out we got to hurry up and get <clears throat> right. down. That was my yeah, thing. Right. Like, we got to get out of here. And he's like, um, no, we're going to stop and 
Hang tight. So I'd be like, I'm not a quitter. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm getting out of here. Yeah. So, so wow. Unbelievable. But, yeah. Um, so those are the reasons why, because I like that. I just wouldn't know what to do. And if I did at that point, it's just like, if you hesitate, you're screwed. If you don't hesitate, like these guys went up, you know, you're just you're trying to prove something that's so scary yeah, though, it is. when you really think mm-hmm. about it. Well, you know, my, uh, we have a PR team at our company and a lot of times they, they, you know, they use me as a medium to tell a story and they always want me to say I'm an expert. And I have such a hard time with that because I think being an expert is, is really cocky because there's just so many things. I don't know about slides in Hawaii. I may know about grizzly bear encounters because I've had those, but like, you know, there's different things, right? And it's almost like when they say you practice yoga because you never fully get there. I feel like that's it. You can, you can do it for 10 years and have a ton of experience, but unless you're out there and learning and constantly testing different things, it just, it, it's, it's endless. The things you have to know and, you know, being an expert in things. Um, I feel like we can never really be too prepared because as soon as you think that you are, yeah. something happens. Right. And you have to I'm be like, humble about it for yes. sure. That's, yeah. When I was in Route, uh, Route 91, the, the mass shooting, mm. clearly I was able to identify the gunfire from the get and everyone else was thinking that it's fireworks. So we oh. were one of the first ones to start running while wow. everyone else kind of yeah. laughed at right. us. Mm-hmm. Yep. But then once like tragedy struck, there were so many injuries that I didn't know who to even try and help first or what to do. And I shut down, but that was one of those instances where you were like, yeah, I could do it. I I could be prepared, but then you're like, oh shit, now what? It's it's one thing to read it in a book. It's another thing to live it. You know, Mm -hmm. you can, whenever I go on a hunt, I will, uh, you know, I, I usually run on a treadmill in the mornings in the winter and I'll, I'll put on YouTube videos of hunting that animal in that climate because I want to visualize, right? I want to know what the train's going to look like. I want to watch the animals react. I want to see how people that are out there do it because there's no real way to familiarize yourself unless you're there. But I try to solve as much of that I can, but you shoot all the time. You knew a gun sound, right? Like those are the things that because you do it a lot, it, it gives you a head start. But right. also doing your research before you do it, like you said, in that aspect too, it's it's kind of helpful to at least a small amount to kind of pivot when you need to. Yep. Like it's just going to something blind and not being able to do anything. That's a hard situation. But even you on the treadmill watching, hey, I'm going to do this. So I want to see what I'm going to get myself into. I feel like that gives you at least some sense of that surrounding to be, you know. Well, instead of a hundred new things coming mm-hmm. at you, maybe it's 50. Right. And that is <clears throat> helpful. Right. right. That's mm-hmm. how I think about it. Like I can't solve for everything watching a video, but- I can solve for some of it, maybe okay. yeah. like, oh, this is what they do. This is how they act. This is what happens after they're, you know, you shoot an animal or how it react. you know, like, man, like grizzly hunting, that was something that was really crazy for me to comprehend. And I watched and absorbed a lot of content around that. Yeah. Too. So did you tell us about the grizzly? I've seen them in Yellowstone. I get scared. Uh, you Let's know, grizzlies are, they're fucking fast. <laughs> grizzlies are, yeah, they're as fast as horses. Uh, they're, they're, which you'd think ill-tempered. they're not because they're yeah. so big. Right? You're yeah, like, this, yeah. this guy like, is going to lumble, lumber. Yeah, like right. he's yeah. going to be slow off the start. Yeah, mm-hmm. they are, um, they're wild. And you know, the, the reality is like, in, I was in the Brooks Range of Alaska, which is the Arctic Circle. And they say there's 30,000. My guide told me it's more like 100,000. Um, and you know, the thing about grizzlies is they're apex predators. So if there's too many, now there's less caribou, less moose, less mm-hmm. blueberries. And then there's all these grizzlies that don't have food and then their population tanks, right? So hunting is really kind of Prozac. It kind of like mellows it's, out it's the highs and lows. It's essential, right? It's super essential. And yeah. I, you know, I struggled a long time with, am I going to really shoot one of these things? Because I, I hunt other things, but grizzlies were different. And um, 
after I did all the research, I'm like, yeah, I think this is the right thing to do, uh, for sustainability. But I did end up shooting one, but about five hours before we got charged by a mom with, with, Holy with mom. two cubs. Yeah. And wow. I mean, she probably got to 30 feet coming at us wide open. We put a, a round in the ground and she turned, you shoot the mom, the cubs die. You don't want to shoot her. Right. right? Um, but man, you're watching these things from a mile away. And the next thing you know, like you can see the white in their eyes. They're right there. And they're just, um, you know, they're monsters, the real monsters. I mean, they're amazing, but right. they are, they Man. are dangerous. Just yeah. like territorial. So she literally charged you. What happened was, uh, in Alaska where there's a lot of drainages. So like up and down, up and down around the side of this mountain. And, um, I had a photographer with, and then our guides was three of us. And we had stopped. I think we found like a big moose antler. We went to take a picture of it and the guide kept going. So he had gone down the drainage and up the other side. And in that drainage below, there was a mom and two cubs and they started going up towards him. He starts yelling, get out of here, turned them, but they came right towards us. Oh. And so, you know, we, you know, we had the guns out and everything and we averted it and then everybody lived and it was, it was like a happy ending, but there Wait, are stories. Did you of, have to shoot the grizzly? We shot into the ground. Mm. Oh, and then mm -hmm. it got scared and ran away. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I don't, See, I, I wouldn't even think that I, my initial, so that was like something you didn't really have to kill the grizzly. You could scare it. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, my guide had been around him a lot. He knew what to do. Um, but yeah, those things are just, I don't know how what we got do this you do path, if you but... encounter a grizzly? What are you supposed to do? Yell at it? Um, you don't run. First okay. of all, that okay. elicits okay. A, a chase response from them. Yeah. I mean, they will just chase you generally. <laughs> and get you. But the thing <laughs> about grizzlies is they're unpredictable. I mean, you don't want to have headphones on walking through Grand Teton, you know, like you uh. want to be aware and have bear spray. There's, there's some famous hunters. I listened to their podcast and, um, you know, they had a grizzly come in and attack them. They all had pistols. They all had bear spray. None of them got one out. Like it happened so fast. Not a single one of these guys who do this day in, day out as a profession yeah. even could re elicit a response. Um, so what, what are you supposed what to do? To them? Uh, luckily they survived. Like the grizzly came in, I think didn't realize there's so many things. I think the grizzly, they think the grizzly got confused and ran away, but, um, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, that's one of those things where it's like, Man, you gotta be, you gotta have bear spirit, you know. You see, people, ready. this is why black people do not go out to the woods. <laughs> see, right there. I don't, we I don't do think they do care. Why? Because I'm not gonna encounter any grizzly, Adams, bear, whatever the fuck you wanna call it. I ain't experiencing that. Once again, no, I'm a city boy. <laughs> Stay in the city. Ground on the feet, uh, <laughs> but it's feet on the ground. It's amazing to just be in those worlds and, and yeah. experience those things. Right, you know? but, right. Yeah, I don't want to experience risk. a grizzly. No, no. You, do, you do. I do. I mean, it's, oh, it's, it does sound fascinating. No, though, I actually. saw it from afar and I, that was enough for me. And I'm like, let's get out of here. But yeah. the wolves too, I saw like the wolves and I didn't know there was like a whole group. They call them the wolvies or something, but there's a whole it's like a little click that okay. literally follow these wolves in Yellowstone. Mm -hmm. So I guess it's like really rare okay. to see them. Right. So. Yellowstone's incredible there. And I actually think the better one is, is Teton. Okay. Uh, and Jackson. I mean, yeah. there are so many big animals out there and you can go out and watch grizzlies from your car and see the wolves and see. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm a, I'm a little obsessed about it. As you can tell, but I love it. That's really cool. That's really cool. All right, People I'm are like, isn't this a dating podcast? <laughs> yeah. What well, speaking of which, I'm gonna I'm gonna flip the script. Dating on. is a play on words. Yeah, it is a play. We we want to get the whole yeah. aspect of things, but it does round out. Speaking of that, because yes. you had said somewhere uh -oh. where you're like, you know, <laughs> he goes, I'm not an expert. So I don't feel like I'm like, you know, this and that. But we're gonna flip it on you now. So yeah. Christian, so you know, I'm 41 and single, right? Well, like, we, I should not be stealing yeah. any advice. We're gonna find you a wife, Christian. <laughs> don't worry, we'll get in all that as well. All right. all right. So Christian, here we go. So just like in relationships, disaster can strike at any given moment. So our topic today is called the blind side. 
out of nowhere, your partner tells you that they don't want to be in a relationship with you anymore and you didn't see it coming. How do you handle this unexpected situation? You're asking me. I'm asking, well, it's just, this is our topic. It's just, yeah. a, it's a, and if you want to just, just think of you, whether you're younger, we've all broken up with someone, we've all been broken up with, hopefully, yeah. you know, but I, he hasn't. Right. <laughs> so it's, it's that thing of where, you know, like, and yes, we should probably be somewhat maybe aware if this happens to some people. And I feel like a lot of people are blindsided because like, I didn't think that was ever going to happen to me. Yeah. And all of a sudden it's like, you didn't read any of the signs, you know, it does happen out there. So what do you think? I mean, that's my first reaction okay. is if somebody, if there's a, I mean, if it's like you went on a couple of dates and everybody's just being nice, like it's not for me, that's, that's one thing, but if right. this is a long term, somebody wakes up one morning and says, that's it, you know, end scene. You didn't see any of these right. signs. Like, well, I, what if they say, you know, it, it's not, it's not you, it's me. You know that famous line. Everybody's, like, but it's not it has nothing to do with you. It's just me. I think that I, I need something different. I need out of this. So yeah, that sometimes comes out of nowhere. I guess. Yeah. I mean, so you asking me, what do you do? Just want to know your opinion on it. Yes. What do we do? What do you do? And we'll, don't worry. I'll I'll fill in all the blanks mm -hmm. for you. We'll, you know, yeah. What's we your just initial want to put reaction? You on the spot. Like if someone woke up next to you one no. day and was like, "Hey." I've been with you for the last like two, three years. I think it's me. It's not you. I'm ready to move on. Like, I, what do you do? I would first try to solve it, right? Okay. I'd, I'd try to understand right. it better. I mean, you go, wait a minute, slow down, talk to me. I mean, we've invested a lot in this. Like, what is it? I mean, I feel like most things are solvable. I mean, if there was something there before, can you get it back? I guess that's where I would go. And if, if that's not the case, that's not the case. But I'd have a really hard time with somebody just walking out and not having that conversation to learn more. But right. then does that mean you're chasing? <clears throat> or would you just be done? No, I mean, I think anything that you you care about, if it, if it breaks, you try to fix it, whether it's a hot rod car or your rifle or your relationship. <laughs> that's a great analogy. <laughs> right. Like that's how I relate. And then, yeah. True. You, you I mean, put I in think the, the work and you try and Yeah, I think we repair. do live in a disposable world, right? But like those things that are special and unique, you you try to keep them pristine. I mean, I don't know. I, that's my reaction anyway, is I would, I would, and I'd probably like talk them to death to the point where they didn't want to even, you know, then they would really leave because right. they would probably <laughs> ask well, too many questions. True. But uh, you can't I, talk me out of this one. I'm do out. Do you feel like you're a good communicator? Boy. Um, yeah, I think I am. Um, you know, I hear, I hear that I over communicate and then I hear that I'm stoic. Got it. And I think, Man, I think a lot of times it's just your level of interest, yeah. right? Yes. What do you mean when you say stoic? Stoic, yeah, oh, just like like, like unemotional yeah. oh, okay. and like not you know, not engaged. And I, I don't know. I mean, being forty-one and single, and I live with my dog. I always joke. I'm like the Grinch. I'm like up on the hill with my dog, and I'm like, what are they? What are they doing down there in town? You know, like why is everybody happy? Um, and I think sometimes I find like I'm not introverted, but I find that. I'll get into a big social situation and I feel like I'm almost out of practice in talking in just right. small talk. Like most of what I do is really focused on my company and communicating or doing something like this where every word kind of matters because mm -hmm. it's on record and just BSing with somebody at a bar is like, it's hard for me, harder it, than it used to it be. It takes practice. I wonder why. Because well, I don't do it a lot. If he's out of practice, you know, that's, that's the thing. Yeah. So it's almost like the thing. But um, I would have never got that from you like well, i think when we talk we have like really good conversations yeah if, right just like oh hey man what's your name oh yeah what do you do like I, right oh man then people are like oh he's pretty checked out and it's like i don't know i just i don't have that in me anymore to like want to know I, everything about everybody i feel like that too at times mm -hmm. like it's a lot of work and draining sometimes just to have a simple conversation but when i met him 
like the conversation just flowed and I feel like we could have kept going for like another hour and I'm like, whoa, I got to go. Right, right. <laughs> but you know what I mean? So yeah, sometimes yeah. it comes easy and other times it's like, fuck, it's a lot of work. And it also depends on like, the energy and the kind of what the environment that you're in, I guess, as sure. well. You know, um, it's almost like this weekend being at um, the Coachella weekend in Palm <laughs> Springs, you know, Friday night when mm -hmm. Jamie and I went out, um, it was that thing where we go to this the event and I mean, first person, we're just on, like I was on the whole time, like talking to everyone. But then on Saturday for the day, and I was like, I don't want to talk to anybody. Like, I just like, my, I just was like this and I didn't feel like talking. I didn't want to talk to anybody. So mm. it's the energy level. I think that ex exudes out of you as well. Um, it also, it's just the time and space that you're in as well too. You know, I was a little yeah. more tired on um, Saturday night. I was back on again, you know, but that during the day I was like, I just don't want to talk to anyone right now. And I, yeah. and, and I felt closed off and introverted in that sense. So it, it's funny. I struggle. Um, I struggle with that and I think about it a lot because I'm alone a lot. But, mm -hmm. um, you know, like, like, and I had a, a friend reflect this back to me, but the people I'm really, I'm closest with are, are a lot like me. They, they're like, they really want to achieve a lot. They are up early. They're motivated. They're, you know, if they say they're going to do something, they're going to do it. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I have conflict, whether it's employees or people I meet in town where I like them, but, um, they're different. And I, I, it's like different wavelengths and they just don't align. Right. Yeah. And that's hard. And yeah. it's, it's hard to like, just be like, that doesn't fit for me as well. Like one of my best friends, you know, Olympian, and he's like, he's a dad, couple kids, like up early going after it. If he says he's going to be there at 4am, he's there at three fifty nine with a cup of coffee for me. Okay. And like, I'm the I same way, that. but when people are like, yeah, yeah, I'll be there. And then like, you know, at 6am they're texting me saying, oh, I decided not to go. I feel like that's more the way the world is anymore. Yeah. And I, I just, I bump against that a lot. Okay. And it's hard. Whether, like I said, whether it's an employee or it's like, hey, we said we're going to do this. We didn't do it. I'm still paying you what we agreed. Like why, you know, but then you have employees who are like, hey, I did all this plus this. And those are the ones that like, we really have a great relationship. So right. I think it's the same with dating, right? It's just finding somebody that matches. Like if you're both kind of passive and let it slide, then maybe that works. But doesn't yeah. work for me. But I, I guess know. in your no, parents' right situation, on. you were saying that they're complete opposites. They are complete opposites. Um, you know, and, and they've I been think married that's, how long? Yeah, like well, I'm 41. I think I think like <laughs> 41 and nine months. Wow. I think is how long they've been married. But um, you know, but the, but that is that is a, a result of just a lot of hard work. Yeah. And, and a commitment. And like we committed to this, and you know, whether it's faith or just. Um, integrity, they, they just stick with it. Right. And, and then sometimes people are just, when it's like that, they just get stuck in the ways and they just kind of just, they're just so used to being that way that it doesn't even, if they had a change in that life or something came in the middle of that, they would probably break. But because like you said, they've just been like that their whole lives together. They just know how to be around each other. Yeah. They're in a town of, mm -hmm. you know, 3,000, 4,000 people too. And I think that, you know, we all used to grow up in small towns and everybody knew everybody else. And right. now we're in big cities with dating apps and you know, it, it's easy to find distractions, I think. And I think it's yeah. really hard to just commit to something and be like, this was my commitment. I'm sticking with it. I right. Mean, I get do you, it. Do you feel like maybe you're a little too picky? <laughs> oh, man. I had a dollar for every time I heard that. <laughs> uh, no, I, I don't think so. Because I think like, man, I'm I'm picky when I, you know, design a product or when I buy a vehicle. And those mm -hmm. are kind of short term decisions. Like you should be pretty sure about what you're who you're in a relationship with. In yeah. my opinion, I, one of my favorite quotes is uh, uh, Winston Churchill. It's like my, my tastes are, are very simple. I'm uh, easily satisfied with the best, you know? 
and that's yeah i think that's a, i think that's a good phrase and by and by the way just from what you said earlier i think the fact that he knows what he wants and then when he when it comes and approaches him or if mm-hmm. it's there i think that you'll you'll know yeah you know because like he said it, it sounds like very simple things that he wants but yeah. it's just something that he hasn't encountered in around especially maybe in your area sounds or something like that a good as well catch to me mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it's when i was living in california you know i i, I went on dates and um it just never it never felt the right person. And I remember my buddy Tim was like, you just need to move to where, you know, your home and the right person will show up. And I was like, man, that, that sounds good. I'm doing that. So yeah. I moved to Park City. And now I'm like, hey, Tim, man, where, where's that person? Because I've been here like How long have six you been years. There? Six yeah. years? <laughs> yeah. Shit. I didn't realize I moved to a town of only men, you know? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> but, uh, so you've no. been single for six years? No, I mean, I've had a couple of relationships. Yeah. But um, uh, I mean, honestly, just, you know, I've dated incredible people. I, a couple were... You know, they had kids. They didn't want more. Uh, something I'd like to have, and we're still friends. Okay. And you know, that's just kind of the way it goes. But um, so, no blindside by any of these people that you kind of dated off and on. You just said something there. So, okay. I mean, how do these relationships end? Sometimes they have to end. I know probably amicably, but you know, somebody's got to say, "Hey, you know what? I I can't anymore." So yeah, I mean, but it's never just a wake up one morning and say it. It it usually stems from some right. little thing that right. turns into a longer conversation, and then several conversations, and then you you make a decision, yes. right? And I, Listen, I'm not saying I've done it right. I've made a lot of mistakes, but I'm always trying to do it the right way. Right. There's nothing worse than someone come to you and they go, like when they go, where's this coming from? And they go, remember that time I told you I can't do this anymore? (laughs) Right. I can't do this anymore. And they go, I don't understand. Where's this coming from? You know, and they literally have told them before, but people check out some of the time. That's why this happens a lot. Yeah, people don't listen. They don't listen. But this is why they get to this point. I have to say this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've told you like five times. (laughs) What about you? Well, I want to know about this one. What about you? What have you been through? What do you mean? I know you've been through a lot. Holiday. It's going to stick with me the rest of my life. I'm very clear with um, my expectations, Mm -hmm. like what I need and what I want. So, um, yeah, like even recently I was like, which I think my approach was a little off, but um, I had been like hanging out with someone and um, I was like, man, the the conversation is, is really boring for me. (laughs) Like, but I didn't know. You said that? I did. I did. And so I think ego got in the way. So he was a little like offended. Um, so that's where I could have found like maybe a nicer, easier approach, but mm-hmm. I just needed like more depth b- besides the, the routine. Good morning. How was your day? Good night. Like right. that's boring. Yeah. Like give me something more like right. excite me. Right. But, but, but how then, long were you with this person? How long were you um, with this person? So we about? went on a few dates, okay. um, maybe like three and a half, four weeks. Okay. Um, and then I was talking to someone else and literally hadn't even met him in person. And at, this is so disgusting. I didn't, haven't told you this yet, Mm-mm. but listen to newsflash. this. Hold on. People are getting news from Jamie so, right now. After talking for a week, you guys, a week, I haven't even met this person like in person. Con- great conversation. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh wow. He's totally matching my vibe. One night he tells me, can you do something for me? And I'm like, sure. Yeah. What's up? He goes, I want you to put two fingers in your mouth and then put them in your, and he says the, the P word. Yeah, okay. And I'm like, mm. like what? <laughs> like, no, I cannot. Like, where is this going? So then I had to cut it off. Like where? And then he apologizes the next day, but I'm like, at what point did you feel like that would be appropriate right. to say to me? Like I was so like, 
I have female friends that have shown me texts from guys that yeah. maybe gone on one date with or something. I'm like, they really wrote that? Yeah. Like, I, I don't know if I'm living in like, you know, in a We're time forward. machine. I'm saying but we like, because we as guys, not not all of us, yeah. not us. Not here, all of us sitting here, but there's guys out there that are forward as shit, and they'll and they'll they will just throw anything out there. And you're like, like once again, well, the timing like is just way of, off. Yeah. And, and what kind of girls are you dating exactly. that mm-hmm. that would be like, yeah, this is so hot. Right. I mean, right. I wanted to be like, can you put two fingers in your butthole? And, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I just, I don't, I don't get it. Right. Like, it, that's not like attractive to someone that's trying to get to know you. Well, we're going to be like, doing an um, episode coming up soon like, where it's going to be talking about all of that. Like, I, I call it the game where I'm literally going to like share all and what, what guys do for the game because it's been something like long it's time a game. Coming. Like, and I can't this is see something, you playing a game. No, right. I feel like you're a straight shooter. I try to be. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm sure there's girls out there that think I've misled one way or another, but I'm, I think sometimes people hear what they want to hear. Yeah, that's true. I'm not saying I've ever done anything like that, you yeah, know. But I like, I I try to be honest, and sometimes I think the tr- the trouble is you you try to be kind, and maybe that becomes unclear. Like instead of trying, you just you know like you're gonna like, hurt somebody by saying like, yeah, okay, this conversation is boring. Like, like is that not uh, nice? No, you know what Tell it is though. Truth, it gets guys. you. It gets you to where you want to be quicker. Yeah. And and I'm maybe too much of a wimp sometimes when I should just say that. Like, I just actually don't like your personality. You know, yeah, I'll no, usually be I, like, "Hey, I don't have time right now." Like, you know? I loved his personality, and I wanted to like invest more. So I was asking. That was like a way of me asking for something that I needed, but maybe my approach was a little off-putting. So he was like. Um, yeah, he was just like, "Well, I hope you have a good flight. I hope it's not too boring." Okay, and then I'm like, "That's his ego got passive but that's, yeah. that's why I asked you how long it had been. So, um, but because sometimes it's like if it was a little bit longer, it's warranted. It's warranted no matter what. Like you said, I wish more people would just be honest. Yeah, look, I just, I just don't to like be you. Like, yeah. no, but you know? I did like him. I, I admit, I'm just throwing yeah, something out there. Yeah, but I, mean, I just I, wanted, like, I just wanted a little more, you know, right? Like excitement, I guess. Right. I mean, what I always think about is if you're going to marry somebody looks and all that stuff's going to go away. I mean, you better enjoy conversation right. and hanging out more with them. than just that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, man, you're going to be miserable in about yeah. 24 months. Yeah. You know, I mean, you could have been less boring after when you would, his response after you saying that should have been like, well, put two fingers in your mouth and put it. <laughs> oh in my gosh. I mean, right. I'm just like, saying, okay. So this is what I think God does to me sometimes. He's like, okay, this is too boring for you. Let's spice it up. <laughs> right, and then so. he throws me that. And I'm like, no, that's not what I was talking about. <laughs> He's up there going, God damn it. What does she so want? This? Like, do yeah, this, do like, that. this one wasn't looking so bad. Let's so. throw a grizzly at her. See what happens. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I don't, oh my god. All right. So anything else we want to ask Kristen today? Could you've been amazing, by the way. Yeah. Like, I mean, oh, thanks. You're by the way. You're this is amazing for and you also do a podcast as well, don't you? I did. Okay. Uh, you know, the business got busy and I just okay. I just ran out of time. I hope to bring it back at some point. Yeah. Did you? It was love really. It? Fu- I, it was fun. It was fun. I like to be in the room with people and being in a small town. It, that also made it tough mm. getting people in and out. Mm. I just think doing it one over the phone is just, or the, you know, zoom is, yeah. there's I a disconnect. Like it. Yeah. yeah so I hope to bring it back at some point, but, um, you know, things ebb and flow and, and, uh, for now I haven't done it for a while, but there's okay. some good stuff on there. And, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Some fun. All right. Well, we have, we have an amazing studio and an amazing producer, Travis. This place yes. is great. Yeah. yeah. So if you ever want to. Come to Sticky Paws. Yeah. Come right. on down and to Sticky loves, Paws. Yeah, everyone loves to come to Vegas. Yeah, no, that would be easy, actually. Just fly four or five people in and... Pop in here for the day. Do a month of episodes. You, you I got like it. coffee, dressing room. <laughs> Alcohol. <laughs> totally. Oh, yeah, that yeah. as well. Nice. 
I, I might do that. I might do that. Yeah. No, I appreciate you guys having me though. It's really no, this, I mean, been I'm, great. I'm looking for a question of the day to ask you now too. So I'm yeah. trying to find the right question. You're going so we're going to hot seat. We're going right, to put you on right. the hot seat again. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, what? I thought the blind zone was bad. <laughs> yeah. Is there, so, yeah. Is there was, anything you're no. excited about that you have up and coming? Uh, yeah, you know, I, I haven't, I don't take many vacations. I just, I've been working a lot and also being single. Yeah. But that's what I was going to say. So Friday, I'm actually going to Texas on a hunt with, with three friends. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to bow hunt for Axis deer. Axis are originally from India and they, you know, they live Mm -hmm. in Florida, Texas and Hawaii now, and they're, they're super hard to hunt. It's going to be super fun. I'm looking forward to that. And then, um, why are they hard to hunt? So they, I mean, it's what tigers ate. So they've evolved to have extremely fast reactions. Okay. And so if you're bow hunting, mm-hmm. I mean, you think about the time from when you shoot an arrow. I mean, it's way slower than a bullet, right? Right. Bow hunt, or rifle hunting is a different thing with them. But yes. to bow hunt them, you just, you have to be really good. Yeah. Um, and so it's just a really hard test of, of skill, which is really fun. Um, so we're going to go do that. And then I go back to work for a handful of days and I'm, I'm going to Hawaii I've only been to Hawaii twice and it was for work, but I'm going to go to Kauai and just kind of do a bunch of, mm. you know, hopefully surf and fish and hike. And then I'm going over to Kona. My buddy Justin has a several thousand acre ranch. We're going to do some more hunting and oh, spearfishing over yeah. there. Oh, wow. So he's a, he's a world renowned archer and, and spear fisherman and chef. And um, he does all these like, you know, you get the banana leaves and you cook the pig oh, in it and fun. all that stuff. That sounds so, great. Um, You're going to have such yeah. an amazing yeah. time. Yeah. And there's so a lot of skills to learn. I like learning. You know, yeah. I, I'm not a person that sits on a beach well. Yeah. I have to be like I'm with you on that. challenged. I'm and the same. I think this is going to be really fun. So I'm excited for that. That yeah. sounds really incredible. Yeah. I hope you link with my friend Keith. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. we, we were able to um, access do the access deer hunting. And then also he took us fishing where we caught a marlin. Oh my gosh. So I've never been, I mean, I fly fish all the time, but I've never been deep sea fishing and I've been watching a bunch of videos on spear fishing and that just looks wild. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I've been trying to hold my breath, you know, to practice. <laughs> you yeah. should. You should. I'm going to go about three feet skill. down yeah. and come back up. <laughs> yeah. We do that. We start prepping before yeah. we lobster for Key West. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. we get in the, and we start holding our breath and, my friend always kicks my ass. But, <laughs> that all sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah no. it's going to be fun. I'm, I'm really excited, excited about that. So yeah, that's cool. what's coming up. All right. Well, let's get this one then now. See what you think about this. All right. So it says, um, you ready? Okay. Jamie and Christopher, love the show and you guys are, have great guests all the time. So I like flying solo. I'm a guy in my early 30s and I like to date all kinds of women. I don't have a specific type, but I do love a girl who keeps up with her appearance and in style. So here's my question. I met this girl that doesn't check off all the box that I usually go for, but yet when I'm around her, she makes me laugh all the time and she is fun to be around. I hesitate to ask her out because she's not my usual type. Am I being shallow? What do I do? What should I do? Uh, yeah, he's being shallow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, take it from a guy who um, the pool is limited, at, you know, where I live and everything. Like, man, if you find somebody that you really enjoy being around and you're concerned because it's not your type maybe it is your type i mean the other ones haven't worked right right yeah. maybe that wasn't your type and, and she is. makes she makes them laugh right like it sounds great yeah. yeah i feel like it always has to start with a friendship right it helps for sure i, I think it does and people get so like butthurt when they say like oh she friend zoned me and i'm always like you guys that's the best zone to be in <laughs> right I, in the beginning it is because i feel yeah. like things evolve from there because the more time you spend with someone you're like wow i really like them and that's how things evolve and if you have that friendship mm-hmm. dude you're solid yeah yeah 
I agree with most of the friendship zone stuff. I'm not okay. a big believer of the friendship zone as far as still pursuing the girl because I feel like the friendship zone, when the girl or someone says that, it's hard to dig your way back at it, especially when someone's pining over you and they're thinking that there's going to be mm. more. If they go, if you stay in the friend zone, they still yeah. have feelings. That's for the you, ego again. You know? Though. Well, but it's also, but it's also, it's also feelings though, how they feel about someone. And if it, if it hasn't like changed into a, like a friendship, let's say like, you know, like, I have the hots for you. But then all of a sudden, like after a while it changes, you know, because now, okay, we're in the friend zone. Now I can accept that. But some people stay in it because they feel like if I stay in this long enough, she's going to, she's going to want me and da, da, da. That's, that's the other part of it. And then they're just making the wrong decisions or in it for the wrong reason. So that's why if you're going to be in the friend zone, stay in the friend zone, you know, and, and accept that, but don't feel like this is an opportunity to maybe somewhere down the road, have an opportunity to go out with you. You know I what mean, I mean? It doesn't work that way. Yeah. I feel like there's a million movies on Netflix with this yeah. promise. I right. feel like we're going to agree to disagree. <laughs> right. Have you ever had sex with a friend? Um, That's a yes. Mm, That's a yes. <laughs> actually, no, I haven't. I'm going to say no, I have not. And I and a lot of my friends that I, a lot of my friends that I can hang yeah. out with that are girls. I've seen their tits. I've hung out. Yes, I've hung out with them in different ways and most guys can hang out with them, but that's because I'm scared with who I'm with and what I do. You know what I mean? We've talked about this mm. before, but when I'm, in, when I'm in a friend zone with a girl, it's strictly friend zone, you know, at that point, you know, it's, and most of my girlfriends that I'm in a friend zone with are some girls that I probably had the hots for already in the first place. So I keep them close. Just like you keep your enemies close. So I keep my girls very close to me, mm. but I, they're all friends though. Like I would never make a pass and I would never do anything disrespectful, you know? So that's I different. That with yeah. You. With I me, it's that. different. Yeah. So, so, if, but if I like someone and I go, eh, I just can't be friends with them you know i i bow out because it's like i just know that i can't be friends with them in that sense it's not it's not worth at that time because my feelings aren't at that space right now okay you okay. know what i mean that's what i mean about the friend zone you know so if a girl it's like a guy saying to a girl yeah let's just be friends and the girl's got hots for them still it's it's hard to change those uh, yeah. feelings so so there's Maybe a fine right line there's time. a fine line between the, that friend zone situation if you're friends you're friends you know, but like, you know, I have a friend who's pining over this one girl or whatever like that. And I think they're only going to be friends, but I feel like he thinks it's going to be more than that. And he's doing above and beyond all these things for her where I'm just like, I would never do that. I would never do that for this girl, you know, because I know that she doesn't like you like that. So why are you doing all these things for her? Well, we're just friends, but okay. he likes her way more than that whole thing. So it makes it awkward. Gotcha. And I see the awkwardness in it a lot. So, so to go back to answer this guy's question, yes, you're being very shallow, mm -hmm. first of all. Um, and like, you know, Christian said, <laughs> basically you had mentioned something earlier where it's the fact that, you know, the looks all that are eventually going to go away at some point in time. You better find someone that's just going to be in it for right. just the personality, the, the fun, the camaraderie. I think that that's huge. So yes, I think you need to give this girl a try. I don't know what she looks like in your eyes, but I think you need to give her a try. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But at least you're putting yourself out there in a new scenario. Right. Because like he said, these other girls must not be working out. And there's a lot of people who are out there in this world that just want, they, it's always looks first with us. I'm sorry. It is. But um, hopefully you'll find somebody that can kind of balance that all out for you. Yeah. So, I mean, I think looks are obviously important as yeah. well, mm -hmm. but I think you can, um, I think maybe somebody can become more beautiful if you know their personality. I, I agree. fully agree with that. But 100%. I don't know if the other way it goes the other yeah. way, right? If somebody's really pretty and you just don't have a connection. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if that connection grows because they're pretty, you know what I mean? Right. Like it's, you'd be surprised. Some people like that, like you just said, I feel like they try to make it work just because yeah. like, Oh, I've well, tried. you know, she's yeah. hot and I, and she's hot. I'm like, what else? Jeff? Well, I don't know. She's hot. I'm like, that's not, that's not yeah. going to get, like, like, like after your, you're done sleeping yeah. with them, like you have, like, what do you do? Just stare at them? Like, right. no comfort. All right. See you right. later. I mean, I don't know. I think those are your relationships when you're 25, right? Yeah. Or when you're 20, like the younger yeah. ones, right? right. 
You'd be surprised though. I mean, there's a lot of guys after marriage in their 50s, all they want is a young girl. We all know those guys, oh, I'm sure. Well, they want the young girl, they want the trophy girl. They're in their 20s. That's why a lot of, there's a lot of smart, beautiful 40 something women out there that I'm advocates for. Like I, I love them all, but I'm just like, they, and they just can't find the right guy because they just want a new model, basically, yeah. you know, a newer model. Yeah. Dan talked about that a lot yeah. when he was on our show. Mm-hmm. He dates like these hot girls, but he's like, he's, He's bored. Right. He's like, after he was like, there's no substance. Like, that's it. There's, we can't relate. I say something about Dumb and Dumber. Mm -hmm. And she's like, what's that? Like, I've never seen that. And he's like, how have you not seen Dumb and Dumber? Right. So So, I think it might be better to stay up on top of your castle and just stay with your dog. You're probably in a safe space (laughs) right now, Christian. I went on a date with a girl once and it was, um, it was a first date and it was a day Tom Petty died. And um, we were driving down the road and I was like, can you believe? Because he was like, he was my favorite. Mm -hmm. She's like, yeah, I heard that. Who, who is that? And I was like, get out of my truck. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Yeah, this is, He's like, take the survival kit. Yeah. Get the F out. Not even. <laughs> yeah. Just uh, go home. That's so funny. Oh my God, that's hilarious. So, so I think yeah. he's got a good picker. I think he's got a great picker. Well, how do we get him in an area where, like, how do you find the girls then? Are they just going to find know what? them? I'm going to say, for the, so the, the, uh, by the way, this is the first time I've ever said this in my entire, and I'm being very serious in my entire life. I have a bunch of women that I think would love you. No, and <laughs> okay. I'm being very serious because a, a lot this. of, I've never, because a lot of my girls, even like this weekend, they go, how can we find a guy like you? And I'm like, you will never find one like me. Cause, and I, and I tell all this, all my friends, I go, I would never set you up with any of my friends. I go, all my friends are fucking douchebags. No, I love all you guys. Trust <laughs> me. But they're guys that just don't have, they don't, they don't get it. And yeah. in my eye, you know, and so I would yeah. never like vouch, like vouch for any of my guys, friends today and any girl you, I would vouch for after an hour of chatting with him. A total, you would... Well, I mean, I, I felt that, you know, I have the energy I felt yes. even in the car. I mean, you're like, even the car, like you're in the front of your back, your energy is just, you're just a stand up guy. You're just right. super polite yes. and you just, Thanks. and you just know things. And it doesn't matter. There are a lot of women and all the women I know are freaking beautiful girls who are just like 40 something power women. You know, they just can't find a guy because the guys can't keep up with them. All these guys, mm. we all know guys have egos and they want to take care of the girl. And they're like, we can take care of ourselves. We don't need a guy to take care of us. Thank right. you. Oh, I feel yeah. like you would. You I think would I could like set that. you up for like a whole slew of dates. Totally. <laughs> let's and do it. I'm in for let's, that one. Let's set yeah. you up and bring you back. Yeah. Sounds like a TV then show. Talk about <laughs> it. Well, Come on. You know what? I've seen this one. Yeah. Uh, and once again, I've never said this before, guys out there. And he in wants po- to have babies land. too. You didn't say this to Dan? I've <laughs> No, we didn't say this to, <laughs> to Dan. <laughs> no, I think I got mesmerized by Dan going, God, I want to I want to be on a husband for at least one day. Well, yeah, just every, realized, every man on earth for yeah. one day <laughs> wants to be on his boat. <laughs> so, uh, my parents were just visiting and they, you know, I think every day you're not dating any I mean, I have three younger brothers, they all have two or three kids, and they've basically given up on me at this point so uh, you'd make them very happy okay i'm serious i've never ever said this before but i I feel like (laughs) this is some you i go i'm like like he's not in the room this is someone i could bring in the room with me and go hey girls like this is the guy yeah and every single girl would be like okay because they would believe me because i mean you're kind of the whole whole package you are you have a nice body i don't know you guys we just we've been talking for an hour i'm sure i've got Bad spots. You know, too, but everybody's so. got Everyone bad does. spots, Christian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the same We're time, just though, saying. it's just it's just the energy Thanks. that you pull that you exude yeah, with your sure. like you are very humble. Like you have this little bit of coy shyness about you as well. It's it's I quite frankly it's attractive to people. Mm-hmm. And I mean, because it's like you know who you are. I'm sorry, it's just the truth. You know what you want, and there's nothing wrong with having a picker, especially when you know what you want. Not in a way of saying that there's not a list of things you want. You just want someone who's just who's a match for you. And right. I think that energy, you'll find it pretty easily that way. So all right, cool. so we're going to start a new podcast in or a show called The Christian Setup Show. Did I yeah. just get a new job? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool. 
Uncharted is going to be now pay? called Uncharted. See, we can throw in the Uncharted <laughs> now versus yeah. Uncharted. That's definitely Uncharted, so. yeah. <laughs> All right, Chris, so. is there anything you want to plug before we get out of here today? Yeah. No, I don't think so. I mean, we talked about the products mm -hmm. and stuff. I mean, that's really my mission. I, I want, like I said, I want to leave a legacy, and I, I really believe in what we're doing. And um, yeah, just check it out. That's all I can ask for people and take care of each other and, you know, plan ahead and try to make the world a little better than it is. I think we're in a kind of a dark period, right? Yeah. I, I, and not to go long in this, but like, man, when I grew up in Wisconsin, if there's a tornado, like my dad and mom, we'd throw chainsaws in the truck and we go help. And if there's a snore, storm, we'd, we'd pull the plows out, pull the neighborhood That's out. That's great. When I was in California, it starts sprinkling. People were locking their doors, you know? <laughs> and there's definitely a right way and a wrong way there. Yeah. Like we should yeah. really look out for each other and community is how anybody gets through anything big. So right. we've gone a long ways for that. And I think if we could just keep that in mind next time, that's, that's really important. I think so. Yeah. All right. All. Yeah. I love it. Thank yeah. you. And Jamie, what about you? Um, you guys can find me on Instagram, of course, Jamie underscore Villamore and shout out to Microtech. This is actually really cool. <laughs> you always got those knives. I do. I love them. Have you ever I cut yourself them. by accident? Um, I, they call it a kiss. A kiss. When you, yeah, no, oh, no, not really. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> All right, guys, you can find me at Fetsport or anything on social media at Dating Intelligence. And thank you so much for coming, Christian. This was amazing today. Thank You're you guys for having me. Appreciate it. So, um, all right, guys, that's our show for today. Thank you.